So be here for that if you're age 50 or older. And then also, typically every single month. Like any other cruise we've been on, officially, we were also part of it was a missions trip. Uh, We spent two different days in port at St. Thomas uh, with two of our newest, our newest missionaries that are on our Grace Giving program. And so it was great to spend time, uh, not so much from a touristy perspective, but right in the middle of it. I'm going to share a little bit of that with you tonight. Let me begin with a word of prayer and then uh, we'll get going. All right, Lord, thank you again for the privilege of being here tonight. Thank you for each person that's here, for those who are watching us online. Uh, Lord, I pray for all those who uh, are ill and unable to be here tonight. I pray for those who are, uh, I know we have several of our military families that are uh, in deployments, be with them as well. And uh, give us just an encouragement from your word tonight. Thank you for the relevancy we see in scripture uh, with the lives that you've called us to live. Give us courage and give us gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Um, uh, I think, do I have that first, we decided to go with that first picture, didn't we? I leave town and we're, 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 I think we are in Winter Garden, Florida at this point, and I decide I'm going to tune in to watch the, the broadcast here because, you know, make sure, I, I remembered it was Brock's night and Brock was finally going to let us put him on video, finally going to let us do it. I've been trying for years, for a decade probably, to get him to let me record some of his teaching and Pastor Danny got it done in 10 minutes. Um, but, uh, I, I tune on to the broadcast, and this is what I see. <laughs> All right, wait for it, wait for it. Then I got it. I thought, man, I got younger, better looking, more hair, a nicer uniform. I mean, I, I just, I just came, went good. I got out of town a little bit, so I want to thank the, the tech guys. I got the big Jenny, and I were just laughing. So I, I took a screenshot of that right away. So I got to, I got to keep that. I mean, that's, this is my best day on that day, um, but. Uh, all, all kidding aside, we, we did enjoy going down into the Caribbean islands, and as I mentioned, we spent some time with Rita and Eddie Arendale, and they are both from the, the Caribbean island area, and uh, here's a picture. This is actually on the house that they rent, uh, which actually I think it's Eddie's aunt, I think, owns the home, and we're on their little fort, their front porch area, and kind of nice view to wake up to every morning, isn't it? I will tell you this, though, the island gets small over time. You, you, get, you get a little landlocked, but they have been dear friends, and they are dear friends of John and Sue Conrad with the Carpenters Project. Uh, so some of our mutual missionary friends they are also close with, and we had a great... I think I have another picture of with us. Yeah, here we are uh, with another missionary couple that I'm going to talk about here in a, in a little bit. Uh, but this is in one of the, taken in one of the local churches that uh, Eddie and Rita uh, serve with, and uh, we, we just had a wonderful time. Um, uh, tonight, I was thinking about this, and someone who's been blessed to have some experience in going to many different islands, particularly in the Caribbean, uh, I was thinking about the Apostle Paul and, the, and how God uh, led him in his ministry. And the Apostle Paul, when you read the book of Acts, went to a lot of different islands. I started looking in there and going, man, boy, he went to a lot of different places with, and on his different journeys. And so he knew what it was to do a little bit of uh, traveling uh, to do both evangelism and discipleship. Now, eventually, uh, tonight, we're going to be in Acts chapter 28. If you have your Bible with you tonight, we're going to be in Acts chapter 28. But eventually, Paul was 
arrested, and as you know, he appealed to Rome as a Roman citizen, and so he was sent to Rome for trial. And I, had, I went and got a map. This is the map of uh, Paul's journey from being arrested uh, and taken uh, to uh, Rome, and we're going to look at this path here in a little bit, but notice on the map that sailing throughout the Mediterranean, he, he was on several different islands along the way. And it's interesting to me to see how God used him in these different ministries. And our text is going to be Acts chapter 28, uh, beginning at verse number 11, all right? Uh, Verse number 11. And after three months, we departed in a ship of Alexandria, which had wintered in the isle, whose sign was Castor and Pollux, and landed at Syracuse. We tarried there three days. And from thence we fetched a compass and came to Regeon, And after one day, the south wind blew, and we came to Petoliae, I think is how it's pronounced. I looked it up. And when we found brethren, we desired to tarry with them seven days, and so we went towards Rome. And from thence, when the brethren heard of us, they came to us to as far as Apoli Forum and the three taverns, whom when Paul saw, he thanked God and took courage." And so we find here the Apostle Paul going to these places with uh, these little islands throughout the Mediterranean. And Paul had gone to some of these islands both as a free man and also now as a prisoner. But unlike Jenny and I, Paul was not on a cruise. Now understand from what the historical study I can do, it appears that the Roman government pretty much had it that if the Roman, uh, a Roman official needed to get on a boat to get from one island to the other, you had better make room for them on your boat. That was kind of how it went. It wasn't like, I don't think Paul was necessarily on a specific type of ship all throughout his journeys, but was on different ones at different times, making his way towards Rome. But he was not on a, on a, a cruise any way, shape, or form like Jenny and I were. And I think to myself, if the Apostle Paul uh, or the early church fathers could consider what, uh, where life would take humanity over these thousands of years later. I, I mean, it is an amazing thing. And Jen and I, and I want you to know that we take it really seriously and we are very, very grateful um, for your supporting, helping Jen and I have one time a year that we can really focus on just each other with no other really just things pulling us and to really get away. For her and I, this works because we never sign up for the internet package. So <laughs> once the cruise ship leaves port, until we get into some of the more uh, developed ports, then our phones will work, you know, so we can do some communication in port days. But there are several days, unless you're going to call the cruise ship itself by, I don't know how you do that. I'm sure my daughter could probably, either one of my daughters could figure out how to do that if necessary. But it, it just allows us to unplug. And I know for a fact, and statistics will tell you, that pastors, especially American pastors all around the world, are really, really discouraged. And oftentimes, they feel very unappreciated and untaken care of. And I am so thankful that I, Jen and I, we don't have those hearts. We don't have those feelings. We're so very thankful for your love 
and your support. Now, for just a brief minute here, I want to show you, because some of you have asked me, and so I had Jenny just throw together some things that were some of her favorite highlights, so when I don't remember exactly where this is, she's going to help me remember where, what, what I'm showing you. I'm going to take you really quick to a couple islands just so you can see some of the things that we saw, and then, then I want to get back into our text here for a little bit, and then we'll be done. So let me show you some pictures. Uh, I don't remember where that was at all. Do you remember? <laughs> This is a very typical site for us if you're anywhere near Portland. Just, all right, well, I'll take your word for it. Let me have the next slide. Uh, uh, this is for sure, that's St. Thomas. Yes. Okay, we took this from Rita and Eddie's house. They did, okay. And our boats of the three big ones there, ours is, I think, the one in the middle there. They all kind of look the same, but uh, ours is, isn't, that, isn't that a beautiful shot? Everywhere you go on these islands, you're going up these hills and around these corners. And they, the, the, even though St. Thomas is a territory of the United States, they drive on the opposite side of the road like the Brits. And I'm telling you, that takes them getting used to, especially when you're coming to a left and making a left and the oncoming traffic is coming. There's more than once that I put my foot on the floorboard of the car on the, from the passenger front seat going, Eddie, Eddie, don't do that, don't do that. And, you know, I was just on, in my mind, I'm driving on the correct side of the road, uh, but not, not for them. All right, give me, give me the next one. Uh, this is in Curacao. I know that. This little bridge right here is made of on a bunch of different boats because this is uh, a big waterway that goes into some of the oil refineries back behind there, and they, they take this big bridge, and they have it on all these little boats, and then they turn all these little boats on, and they just, they just swing it around and open up the waterway, and then they swing it back. Um, but you can see the beautiful European... Uh, architecture in that, in that city. Uh, it, it's a beautiful place. All right, what else we got? Let me go on to the next one. Oh, Jenny wanted to take pictures of uh, one of the upscale restaurants we attended on the, on, or went to on the, on the cruise ship. Did it only one time because <laughs> I don't like paying the money because <laughs> I'm cheap. But uh, we, of course, if we're going to the upscale restaurant, you know which one we're going to, right? The one that serves steak. And uh, it, I had a ribeye and it was d- delicious. I don't know. What was your favorite part of that meal, hon? Uh, I know it wasn't steak. Yeah, they, they they made this bread with this, yeah, it was like this little loaf of, mini loaf of bread that they cut like this, and then they, they baked mozzarella cheese in the middle of it, and then it had a garlic butter sauce on the middle of it, and it was nice and, oh, y'all are going, oh, man, stop, pastor, stop, okay, I, um, I don't know, give me another picture, I, I, these are all, we had somebody down their hall from our room that every day they'd put something different on their door. I guess they cruise a lot, and it was kind of funny, so every day we'd go by, we'd look at it. One day they had a Dr. Seuss quote, you have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're off to a great place. Uh, today is your day. Your mountain is waiting, so get on your way, Dr. Seuss. And we thought that was pretty good, so we you know, took that. But they, this, they were neat people, and uh, they put something on the door every day, and we enjoyed it. Right, give me another one. What do we got this is uh, one of the, what, I don't know. Huh. I have no idea, but it's not worth it. Look at you, see a little, if you, you guys probably can't see a little fish eggs. Oh, it's gross. I said, what are you eating that for? Um, all right, ne- next one. I, I don't know what that was. I think that's a crepe ape or something. Cheesecake. Okay, I, I don't know. I, most of the things Jenny would say on this. Where's. Uh, 
<laughs> this is not part of the healthy living class. Yes, um, this is not THM certified here. Um, uh, she was, you were being bad. I just kept saying, bring me another steak. Forget this fruity stuff. Bring me out another steak. And they'd say, yes, sir, Mr. Sedola, we'll bring you another steak. Okay, that made me very happy. All right, what else we got? We're going on. Oh, this is uh, from, this is Jenny's favorite thing. This is from San Juan, Puerto Rico, where Will and Sarah, how, how long did you live there? A while? Oh, five years. And th- what's the name of this cafe again? Okay, they, we, they had told us when you get into San Juan, which we've been there several times on several cruises, but didn't know this place was here. It was really just a few blocks away from the, where the boat. In San Juan, the cruise ship literally like pulls up into Main Street. It's like it pull up by the fountain downtown in Prattville if there was a thing. That's, that's, and you get off the boat and you're, you're there. And it was just a few blocks off. And this is some kind of, what is this thing? A casita? Casito, okay. Jen, all I know, Jenny didn't have good cruise on the cruise, or good coffee on the cruise ship. So, so when we got there, she goes, I mean, if you know my wife and coffee, that's all I heard. We got off the boat. We didn't shop. We did nothing. We went to the place. And you're going to see here in a minute, I got another picture coming up. We get there, get off the boat right away. This place is just open and there's a line. They actually had a little bar bouncer kind of person at the door making sure you were really coming in to buy stuff. So not too many people. I've never, I've never seen this at a coffee shop before. But Jenny, she liked it so much that later in the day, we, the ship was in port from like, eight to five or whatever and about four o'clock she says to me I want to get off the boat and go back and get another coffee before we leave before we leave San Juan and you never should get off the boat an hour before it leaves port not a good idea because if you're not back it will leave so we're getting off and all the officers are going you do know we leave in an hour you know what 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 are you idiots getting off now for and my wife's going I need coffee get out of my way um and uh I don't know if you get another casita I don't know if you got another she did if she wanted it (laughs) what yes so once we get off the ship we're now walking down and we were in a port where there were were more than one cruise ship in and they'll be right parked right next to to each other I'll show you a picture of this here in a little bit and they were that ship was leaving and they were casting off the lines and these big ropes but they're little like they look like little strings compared to these cruise ships and the guy wouldn't they wouldn't let us walk down the pier to get off because you can't be close to those lines in case they accidentally snap and it can cut you in half and you die. Um, so we ended up having to wait, which made it even closer, but we did get it and we ended up bringing that officer back some coffee. So I'm like, any, any officer that saves my life gets a cup of coffee. And, you know, it's all good. All right, go on to the next we got more of this cafe. This is from inside the cruise ship, right in the middle of the boat. You can see it's like three, one, two, three. It's like actually three or four stories tall. It's, it's, just, it's just a work of art. It, 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 re- it really is. Uh, it's beautiful. All right, let me give you the next one. Here's another view of, of you know, same, the middle part of the boat. Uh, give, me, give me the next one. Uh, we just like showing that one of the things we love about the Caribbean is the blueness of the water. It's just hard. Pictures never quite capture its, its beauty. And it's, yeah, that's one of their Princess Cruise Lines private island. You know, most cruise lines own their own little private islands and places. And 
but unlike Celebrity and Royal Caribbean that have built docks so you can get off. They're still tendering there, so a little behind the times, but it's a beautiful place. Um, ne- next slide. Uh, this is back inside that cafe in San Juan, the one that uh, Jenny loves so much. Give me the next slide. Here's where she had to pick. This is what she was choosing from, you know. She kept telling me, I'm not sure I'm going to choose the right thing, but she did, apparently, although maybe all the rest of it was just as good, you know. So. Uh, uh, you can see it from there, can't you? Oh, it's terrible. All right, next up, we got, let's go next slide. All right, still inside of there in San Juan. It's, it's beautiful. All right, next one. Let's, let's keep going. Okay, but see, we like, I told you, Sarah, we have a lot of pictures. Can you tell what Jenny's favorite thing was? Has you made that clear yet? Um, all right, next, next slide. This is, um, this is in San Juan. And the thing that's funny about this picture is you can't see it. We didn't quite get it. But right next to us, there was, there was some Jehovah's Witnesses right there that I have just given a little bit of a hard time to. And um, it was pretty funny. I was having an inter- You know, I'm on vacation, so I don't have to be a nice pastor guy. I can just be a, an obnoxious Christian. So, I, yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, DT. What's that? Yeah, the police came showing up, and they ran away when they saw the police. I don't know if it's illegal to be a, a Joe's witness in, in San Juan. I don't know, but we thought it was funny. I thought it was because after they got done talking to me, they just closed up shop. I don't know, um, but it was something. Uh, anybody, let's go on the next one. It's still in San Juan. You can see the beautiful streets. Looks like same area, actually. All right, next slide. Um, again, this picture of us. You can see the mountains. There were the rest of the island on the other side uh, across the bay back there. It's just beautiful. Okay, let's see another one. Uh, this is a grocery store that, that Sarah and Will told us we ought to go find because we wanted to get some, co- some, some cookies for the kids. And I had no idea where to find this thing. And uh, it was not that, it's called Supermax, but it's probably about as big as one section of our church. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't think they know what Supermax really means. I don't think they understand that word. Um, and, but the place was packed and I ended up having to ask, if it was this lady right here, wasn't it, hon? Isn't that the lady I asked? To, no, it was not her. I thought she's the first one and she didn't speak English. So I whipped out the picture of the cookies I was trying. I want these, I want these. She goes, oh, you follow me, you follow me. However you say that in Spanish, I don't know. Um, but at any rate, next picture. Um, still, that's still San Juan. You can see it's just, it's just a cute city. We saw the car to the left there. It looks like our Volvo. So we, we wondered how it got here. Um, we looked at Will and Sarah maybe drove over. I don't know. Um, next slide. Uh, this is us. I think it uh, looks like maybe San Martin? St. Martin? I don't, I, I don't know. But that's our cruise ship behind us. It's like I said, it's just hard. If you've never been on one, it is hard to put into words. Even as somebody who's done been on cruise ship 15, 20 times, the, the the work, the, 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 the wonder of engineering that they are, it, 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 it never, every time I walk up, I'm going, oh, they're just huge. How they float, I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of steel. Uh, all right, next picture. Um, that's San Juan as well. I think that one got wiped out in the hurricane. They don't use that anymore for their ferry, I don't think. They're going on that one. All right, next slide. Um, same thing. I think that's San Juan. I, that's off the, our room, though. That's looking out from our, our balcony room. So give you a, a good view. We were back on the boat. So praise the Lord for that. All right, next slide. Same thing. Next one, Danny. Uh, I don't know where that is, but beautiful sight. Next slide. I'm only going to comment on the ones. This is uh, St. Martinique, I think is what it is. I love going to some of these places because they'll have these forts that date back to the 16, is that still San Juan? 
Oh, see? Yeah, up on top there? Oh, down there. Okay. And what is that? And how far back does that fort date to? Do you? Yeah. 14, 1500s. There's several of the ports we go in that'll have something like this. And it, it is your history, not like I am. It's just, and, and it's just gorgeous. You're going alongside there and all these, just, you know. That blue building right above the red gate? To the right. Oh, over there. Yeah, that's, that's their White House, basically. Oh, okay. I wondered what it was. All right. All right. All right uh, see? This is great. Should have just brought them with me. Oh, okay. All right. Next, next slide. Um, again, same, there you can see it better. See, it's got the little castle things. Look like rooks from chess on the, on, the, on the edges. That's their little White House, huh? Boy, theirs means more business than ours does. They got, <laughs> looks like, charge the gates. All right. Next slide. Um, same, do you know where that's at? Is that, is that, is that San Juan? <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one. Same one, all right, next slide. This is, like I said, inside our room, which we were, we, it's called an obstructed view because you can see our obstruction right there, but the good news was if the boat ever had problems, we could literally step out of our balcony right onto our, right onto our lifeboat. <laughs> I mean, if we were going to be getting off the boat on a lifeboat, I can tell you that. Uh, you know, but they're a lot cheaper if you get one that's semi-obstructed. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. Look at how that water, though. It's just, when I was healthy enough to be able to snorkel, oh, it's like it calls to me, but oh well. Um, Look, but do not touch. Okay, um, next slide. We're almost done, Danny. No? All right, keep going. I want to get through this. Guadalupe. That's Martinique, which I spent a lot of money. That's why my, I got my pockets pulled out because Jenny just made me spend every dollar I had in that little store right there. We got done. They were talking to us in French. They, you know, I don't know how to say I love you in French, but that's what they were saying. Yes, yes, yes. We love you Americans, um, you know. Uh, so, all right, next slide. All right, still it's crazy. They're crazy drivers. Yeah, there's the Martinique little thing. And boy, isn't that beautiful? St. Martin, beautiful. Here's a picture that I wanted to show you. Look at how huge they are. It's just mind-numbing how big these, these boats are. And uh, yeah, eight, eight, 18 stories high. It's just, just amazing. So, um, well, there's her good, good treats again. You see the theme of the pictures Jenny chose. All right, next one. Are we almost there? Uh, this is, Eddie and Rita took this picture from their balcony of their house, and that's our boat leaving port out there, and then they, they texted it to us. <laughs> um, and so it's pretty weird to have someone watching you when you're on this big boat, and we're on the way out of there. There's the line waiting to get in, and Jenny's trying to, you can see Jenny, she's right there up talking to the lady, trying to cut in line is what she's trying to do. But you don't understand. I haven't had any good coffee for a week. Um, all right. Uh, next one, that's inside that grocery store again. Had a good time. Here is, again, I was on one of the top decks looking between. The ship next to us is the exact same. It's a sister ship. So, I mean, they're, they're exactly the same ship, just different names. So it was kind of neat. And 
I'm going to show you something about that here a little bit. Uh, Gigi's Pizza, that was for the Mungers. I don't see Bobby and Julie here, but Julie goes by Gigi. And uh, really good pizza. And here we are at the end. This is one of the things I enjoy the most about cruising is sun, sundown. I can just sit there on deck or in our case at our balcony and when the sun goes down across the water like that, I mean, pictures don't do it justice. And, you know, that scripture verse, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. I don't, you know, and this is what's left after the brokenness of the fall. Imagine what it was like before we broke what it is. And even the remnant of grace that God has given us, it, it's an amazing, amazing. That's, now that's it, right, Pastor Danny, on that section? Okay, all right, all right. That gives you a little thing, right? And I want you to jump back into the book of Acts. And uh, we gotta, I want to share with you a couple things here, a couple of biblical principles. Um, Paul's on this Roman ship as a prisoner. In Acts chapter 28, in the first part of the chapter, he's been at Malta. Remember, they got shipwrecked on the island of, of Malta. And that's where he gets bit by the venomous snake. But then he lives and ends up sharing the gospel. Many people are saved. Then later on, Paul goes on to heal many people. There's a powerful response to the gospel. After three months there, another ship comes by and picks them up. And they go on towards Rome. And notice in verse 13 and 14, uh, they come to a, 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 an area called Region. And then uh, Patioli in verses 13 and 14. And it's interesting, in those verses, it, it tells us that in verse 14, and when we found brethren. So they go to Patioli and they find brethren there. Now the tense seems to indicate that Paul was surprised to find believers there. Now he knew that many of these islands, he was the one that spearheaded the evangelistic outreach, but was Paul the only one that converted people to faith in Christ after the resurrection? No. Many people think that after Pentecost, believers that came or Jewish people that came to Pentecost and were converted there under Peter's preaching had gone back to these areas and Christianity was already beginning to grow. And so here's Paul going along on his journey in a place that he did not think there were any Christians. And when he got off and got on the island, guess what he found? He found there were some brethren there. Don't you love it as a believer when you travel around the world and go to different places when you run into another believer? It's an amazing thing. We were, um, most nights we would eat up on deck 14 and over there where I can look over the water and eat, eat our dinner. And uh, we, it was like the last week that we were going to be on the boat. We, we came up and we would got a couple of plates of stuff. And usually the routine was I pick out the place to, where we're going to sit and I stay there and watch our table. And Jenny goes and gets whatever she wants to get, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're walking across and I look over and there's a couple sitting over there about our age, I would say. And I notice on his, on his tables a Bible. I notice and I look at Jenny to see if she notices it. And then she looks back at me and she goes, you're not going to, are you? You're not going to do it, are you? I go, oh, I got to do it. I can't. I, I start, I, tell, I walked past, and then I stopped and say, no, I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. So she goes, I'm going to go get food, you know, because she knew this means I'm about to embarrass her. Um, and so I went right over to the guy, and I said, hey, I really like that book you read. He goes, yeah, it's a pretty good one, isn't it? You know, I said, you know, most of the books I bring on the ship are on my iPad, but I still prefer a good, you know, a Bible that's, you know, and he goes, amen to that. And so we started talking. It turns out it was a pastor and his wife, and they were doing the exact same thing we were. And he was a Baptist pastor, so he's a first-class pastor on top of that. And uh, now he did fail in points a little bit because they were from the Massachusetts, New Hampshire area. Um, they did. I said, you know my brother? He did knew a little bit of my brother who ministers up that direction. But it was, it was, 
such a wonderful thing. And so by the time Jenny got back with our food, I was still yakking with them. And then I did introduce her. Yes, yes. We, we had a great time. And, and I thought to myself, here I am in the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden, you know, this guy, you meet up another believer and it only takes you just a few moments and you feel a kindred of spirits uh, because of your mutual faith uh, in, in the Lord Jesus. Now, they ended up staying at Patoli for like seven days. And the Bible says that, you know, God was gracious to give them these brethren. But then it says they went on towards Rome in the end of verse 14. And so we went towards Rome. And Paul knew, no matter what happened in these islands, that he had a destination he was going to go to. Remember how the Lord had personally told him, you're going to be a witness to me both in Jerusalem and in Rome. So Paul knew by the word of God that he was going to get to Rome. Now, he didn't know if he was going to come back alive, which in this particular imprisonment he did not. Uh, But at this point of the journey from Jerusalem and all these different islands, now it's getting really, really close. But it is also amazing that apparently these believers at Patoli sent letters ahead to the believers in the area around Rome because as Paul is making his way towards Rome to a city called uh, Appios is really what the name of the town is, but Appio Forum in in our Bible. Uh, But that town is 40 miles away from Rome. And then the town called Three Taverns, another location, a destination, was about 30 miles. So uh, about 40 miles out from Rome, a whole group of people met him. And then as they got a little closer to Rome, about 30 miles out, another group of people met him. In other words, there were some people that walked 40 miles to meet a prisoner of Rome because of their mutual relationship with Christ. If you do the round trip, if you're really good with math, which I am not, but even I can figure that's 80 miles of walking. I mean, I don't know. What's 40 miles away from here? Uh, Alabaster, maybe? Uh, I don't know. What's 40 miles of Clanton? That's probably, that's only 20. You'd have to go farther than Clanton. Can you imagine doing that? You know, y'all were really glad to see me and Jen come back tonight, but nobody went and met us when we were, came on, on shore at Fort Lauderdale. Especially to say, hey, Pastor, we walked here. We hitchhiked just so we could say hi to you, you know. Um, understand that in the Roman culture of the day, the Greek culture of that day, that uh, when the Roman people wanted to show someone great respect, especially to a, a, a political leader or a military hero, they would go meet them and bring them, escort them back into the city. So what these people were doing was showing Paul great respect. And they did it at great cost. I ask myself, how much sacrifice and respect do we show to God's servants? That's why here, many of you know at our church for 15 years now, when Jen and I came here, we established the principle, no junk for Jesus. Do the best you can with what God has given you. And when, when people come and missionaries come to visit us from whatever places, you know, I, I, you, you, you ask Bobby and Julie Munger, who they're not with us tonight, but they're missionaries or were missionaries, Missionaries tell me over and over and over again how they'll go to churches and they're put in some guest room, which is nothing more than the classroom that has a bathroom next door to it or something. You know? I hear some stories about how oftentimes they get treated. Now, sometimes that maybe that cannot be averted. I don't want to stand in total judgment, but I can say that I think in the United States of America, uh, we can do better. 
And I don't want to get to heaven one day and find out in front of the Lord when, when he sent his servants our way that we did not treat them the very best that we could, even and if it ought to entail some level of sacrifice. Don't put him in the cheap hotel. Put him in a good hotel. Don't take him to the cheapest place. Take him to a good place. And that is why, by the way, we get a lot of calls for missionaries. I tell them to call other churches in town. <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. <laughs> I talk to <laughs> say, hey, no, we're not taking missionaries. Hey, I know Pastor Moore down at Fountain City. They're taking missionaries. Here's his phone number. Call him. Uh, no, we don't do it. But they find out, these missionaries. This is why we might, as we, the Lord allowed us to do last year, we stepped out on a limb and bought one of our missionary that are in Thailand, a, a, a car. You know, when, when Stephen and Ari, our own, went off to Columbia with drive-in ministries, you know, write a check for 10 grand, that's a lot for our, that's a lot of money. That, we, that, 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 that. But I want to be like these believers were, how they responded to Paul. It's amazing, and I want you to see as we stop close the night in our Bible study that when Paul sees these believers coming to welcome them and are honoring them, in verse 15 the Bible says that when Paul saw, he thanked God and took courage. Wow. Here's a guy that has extraordinary faith, the Apostle Paul. This is a battle-hardened seasoned servant of God, and yet their actions profoundly impacted him. And what it did in his heart is it brought gratitude to the Lord as God had brought an unexpected blessing because I know Paul saw these folks and the sacrifice they were demonstrating not only just as something they did, but he saw it as it really was as a gift from God himself. And then it says that it brought him courage. Courage to know there were people who cared and appreciated his ministry. And I can tell you that when we go away, for Jenny and I, it always brings me back to gratitude for you folks and ultimately to our Lord for his wonderful blessings and gives us courage to say, you know what? Let's go out there, let's evangelize, let's disciple and win people to Jesus Christ. When we were on St. Thomas and our cruise ship in the course of both cruises went there twice, um, I know that we were a great blessing to our missionaries and they were a great blessing to us. One of the things I did or we did is I had Brother Eddie line up some churches for us to see around the island. I wanted to meet local pastors. And so that's what we did for one of the, the first time we were there. Went around, matter of fact, I think I got a couple. This is Pastor Felix Durant, and you can see right above my shoulder there, that's the airport into St. Thomas. So we call this the airport church. <laughs> you know, imagine having a church there on Sunday morning. Whoa, some 747 comes flying and up. Next slide. Um, yeah, there you can see there's the church over here, and there's the airport. And boy, that is close, isn't it? And uh, I think I have another picture of me that's inside. It's Ebenezer Memorial Baptist Church. And uh, you know me, I always want to check out the pulpit and uh, had, had, a, had a good time. All right, next slide. All right, I think on this one. Um, Jenny and I went there to see Eddie and Rita, who we've known for a while. And the main church they serve in is Emmanuel Baptist Church. And their normal senior pastor of that church was out of the country 
he's in Texas actually for uh, some health reasons. And so they had to have somebody else fill in while he was gone because Eddie and Rita do several different types of ministry, plus they do some work. You know, they have a regular job. They have another job as well, a secular job as well. And so this, uh, we're going to church to church around town, and he goes, all right, we're going to go to my church, our church now, Emmanuel Baptist Church. And he said, the interim pastor who's there right now, Pastor Richardson, he's going to meet us there, and he wants to meet you. And I said, oh, yeah, that's, that's good. And so we're driving and going to these hills, and I stopped, and I was thinking about that, and I said, Pastor Richardson? He goes, yeah, Pastor Richardson. I said, does he have to be from Anguilla? And you should have seen Eddie's eyes. Like, how in the world could you know he's from Anguilla? I said, does he have a brother named, or is it, is it Cecil Richardson? He goes, no, that's his brother. This is George Richardson. And I said, George? I haven't seen him in, in years. You see, one of the guys who was really instrumental in, in showing me and encouraging me to go into full-time ministry is a missionary who's with the Lord now, one of my mentors. Is, now you hear me talk about him. His name's Freeman Freeman Gouge, and Freeman planted churches all throughout the Caribbean. He also planted some churches here in the States. Matter of fact, small interesting thing, he planted the church that Pastor Cody is out of, where Erica was teaching up there in Indiana. That church was planted by one of my mentors. Is, is it not an amazing thing? And so I told Eddie, as we're driving up there, I said, he hasn't seen me in years. Do you, does he know who I am? And he goes, no, I just told him we had a, some, one of our supporting church pastors was coming around. Blah. I said, let me get out of the car. Don't tell him anything. Let me just introduce myself to him. So we get out of the car and Pastor Richardson puts his hand and says, man, I'm Pastor George Richardson. And I said, hello, I'm Pastor Ken Stadola. And then I just kind of, you know, I just wait for it. Like sometimes when I tell you guys jokes that you don't get, just wait for it. Um, and I wait for it. All of a sudden, the expression on their face changed drastically. And all of a sudden, you know, we were shaking hands and it went from a handshake to a hug. Immediately. He goes, you're Ken Stadola? I said, yeah. You see, Cecil and George Richardson were led to the Lord by Freeman on the island of Anguilla. And if I might remember right, they, their dad was not a very good man or he was out of the picture and they were really in need. And Freeman and his wife basically adopted these boys into their family, raised them, and many of them went into full-time ministry. So this guy is kind of a son of Freeman, and when it comes to spiritually, I am like a son of Freeman in terms of the faith. We each had met each other a couple times, and his older brother Cecil, we supported, when I, my first pastor at our church there supported Cecil, so um, it, 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 it was an amazing, amazing experience to recognize and to meet up with a, a brother uh, that I have such affection for but haven't seen in years and to meet him in the middle of the Caribbean on the island of St. Thomas at some church on the side of a hill. You know, but it got even crazier than that because as George and his wife, which this is George here, this is after Sunday morning church and that's his wife, this is Mrs. Mercer, um, one of the members of their church, but we were talking about the different things about their ministry here and that he had come and ministered at this church before. And I said, you had? And he goes, yeah, matter of fact. You remember several, about 15 years ago, there was one of those bad hurricanes that came through here and hit St. Thomas. And I said, yeah, I, I, I remember. He goes, your dad, my dad, came with a group of guys from our home church in Illinois and flew down to St. Thomas to help repair that church 
after a hurricane. I, I'm telling you, you can, you can say whatever you want to say, but I was blown away. Matter of fact, I think, do we have a picture? There, there's a picture of the church. To know that I'm walking in a church that one of my mentors had probably helped found and one of his sons was the guest preaching there and that my dad himself, my dad, who's probably watching, hi dad, um, had gone on a missions trip. Well, the second time we came into port on St. Thomas, it was on a Sunday, so we went to church that day and uh, that's Brother George, he preached that morning and I got, do I have another slide? And that's Eddie. He taught Sunday school that morning. I thought it was a funny picture, so I, I told him, I sent him to show a funny picture of you. And uh, do I have one more? I can't, any more pictures? Or is it, oh, just the video? Okay, hold, hold off on that. So all I know is when I considered the generational missions influence on that church and on that island, it made me realize and see really clearly that what you and I are doing today, we tend to get really focused on what I'm doing and what my influence, which is okay. But understand that God is weaving a much bigger plan than you and I often see. And all God wants you to do is do your part of the plan that he has called you to do. But don't lose sight that if you're a Christian here tonight, that what we are about is something that is much bigger than ourselves. I just loved going to church there, hearing the, the Christians there sing. I should have recorded the saying because he lives that morning. I should have recorded it um, because it really puts us to shame the way they sing. But it just reminded me of our one of our DNA core elements of who we are as a church is global missions. And I wanted to thank you guys for sacrificing to help restore us. In closing tonight, and I'm sorry, it looks like it took all your time, Danny. I told you I would. I've been gone through you. What can you say? Um, Jenny had a lot of pictures in there from that stinking cafe. Um, one of the things that you learn when you go cruising is when the ship tells you that it's going to be in port from 8 to 5 and they'll say something like, all aboard is at 4.30, it's highly advisable to be aboard by 430. Because we watch people do the run of shame on the dock, which is always fun to kind of watch. Tried people who have negated keeping watch of their time and are trying to get in the ship is about ready to go. And one of the ways you know you're in trouble is if you hear the horn of the ship and you're not on it, that's a bad sound. Do not be caught off the ship when the trumpet sounds. And I'm telling you, the ship of faith, we're not far from the trumpet sounding. And we've got to be busy about making sure that everyone, because all, unlike our cruise ship where you had to have your paid fare, in the ship of faith, Jesus paid it all. And it's open to anybody who wants to get on. 
You see, it's interesting. I always enjoy, in the early years of cruising, we learned the hard way. We, in the early years of cruising, we used to go get up on the front of the boat near um, either on the, on the bow of the boat or be up on like one of the high decks near the front of the boat to, so you could see. But one of the things we learned the hard way is if you're up there when they get ready to set sail, the horn will sound, and you think you've heard an air horn, roll tide air horn, trust me, you've never heard an air horn that like these things are capable of. Well, this is the first time Jen and I ever cruised on Princess Cruise Lines, and Princess Cruise Lines is the cruise line that was famously uh, filmed many, many years ago, generation ago, with the, the old TV show, The Love Boat. Some of y'all, some of the old people remember that, and that was a really tiny little cruise boat, tiny little boat. But you know, and so um, whenever, unlike any other cruise line, because we've been on a lot of them, when they get ready to go, before they give you the all aboard one, they give you their own signature sound. And I thought tonight, close you out, I wanted to take you, this is we were right next to that sister ship, and they were kind of going at it with one another because we were both leaving port within a half hour of each other. And I wanted you to hear the horn. You're going to hear the theme to the, to the TV show on an air horn. If you've ever heard that, you're about to. And then you'll hear the three horns uh, sounding that we're leaving port. And I just want to be an encouragement and reminder to you, hey, um, let's Let's be ready. Let's get the people on the boat because the trumpet's going to sound. All right, let, let, let it go. saying the love boat you pastor danny yeah that jenny's ready to go back i'm telling you I, every time i enjoy pulling off from port and setting out for a new adventure it's awesome all right well thank you for letting me talk for a while now i've got eight minutes and since i do uh if you're watching online thank you for tuning in i'm going to say goodbye to you folks and uh we've got eight minutes let me take a couple quick prayer requests and then i'll pray and close our service